What's good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Stats and Mags. I am Rob Stats Guerrera, and with me, as always, Michelle Maju. What is up, Michelle? Hey, hey. I'm just thinking. It's Friday, July 2nd. This summer's already flying by. Where is it going? But also, the football season is almost here. We are less than 10 weeks away. Are you more sad that summer is already halfway through or happier that we're getting closer to football season? I could care less about summer. Like, press fast forward. Get me (laughs) to training camp. These weeks for me are, like, dragging on. Every day, I'm like, are we there yet? Are we there yet? And I I can't take it. As as nice as the weather is in the summer and we're all getting outside again, which is obviously great, and I get that, like, I cannot wait until football starts. Yes, and I I think I'm with you there. And also, I'm moving to Texas soon, so I get my summer, like, all year long coming up here. In Living up north, it's hard, right? You have just three months of niceness, and you're, like, dying if you're like me and you don't have AC and it's so hot in your place, so you don't even really get to enjoy it. But yes, football season, I'll take it all day, every day. I'll fast forward as well. Yes, we are almost there. But nonetheless, we will be with you because we're always going to find something entertaining for you to talk about because you want to hear about the Niners. And so that's what we're here for. Uh, We do remind you, please follow the Niners Nation Podcast Network. Drop us a rating and a review. We really do appreciate it. How about this one from at Jesse V. Garcia? The show is solid in a lot of ways. I'm happy with the host. They don't have lazy takes, and they actually have some key info on players. So there you go. That's one happy customer. Yeah, that's a nice little review. I feel like he's very like level-headed about it. Not too crazy, but he's like, you know what? They're pretty good, and I'll take that. I like this one from NY Niner fan. Best 49er podcast. Niners Nation podcast. It's great. Huge fan of all the guys and mags. Absolute must listen if you're one of the 49ers faithful. That's a that's a very happy one. I like his so energy. So please keep them coming. We do appreciate it. I promise you we read them. Even the bad ones. I swear to God. We like good and bad. We're always interested in some feedback, some constructive criticism I said something to Michelle before the show started, and her response has wounded me deeply. Because the big news in 49ers land this week, Michelle, is that the 94 red throwback jerseys are coming back. It's the best jersey the 49ers have ever had. We've been waiting for it for years. It's official. They're going to wear it four times this year. And you said what to me? I just don't really care about jerseys. Huh? But they are sexy. I went and looked at them. It's a sexy red. I'm also not the biggest fan of the color red. So that's like a double whammy. I don't care about jerseys. And I'm not a big fan of the color red. But this color red is is sexy. I will give them that. Now, do you think were the 1994 49ers good? Like, I feel like this is something I should know. But I was only three years old. So give me some slack. Were the 1994 49ers good? Is it going to bring good uh, mojo for them? I would say they're pretty good. They did win the Super Bowl that year. Okay. <laughs> they destroyed the Chargers in the Super Bowl. They're 10 and 0 wearing the red those uniforms. See, so 1994 was the 75th anniversary of the NFL. And so all the teams had special kind of throwback jerseys that they wore, and the Niners initially were only going to wear them a couple of times. But they wore them, and they dominated, and then they went back to their regular jerseys, and they got crushed like 40-9 to 9 
against the Eagles, and they were like, that's it. We're going to the NFL. We're not wearing the regular jerseys again. We're only sticking with the throwbacks, and they did. They went 10-0 in the red jerseys, and they won the Super Bowl, so all was well. Unfortunately for the Niners, they are not allowed to wear these red throwback jerseys in the playoffs if they make it this year, which kind of stinks. Oh, that does stink. It will be nice to see like Brandon Ayuk in this red jersey, you know, throw back to looking at Jerry Rice. I can't even say I watched him in these jerseys, but going back and looking at his beautiful pictures in these jerseys is very nice. And, you know, I think Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle will look pretty stellar wearing these wearing these guys. Do they know what games are going to wear them in yet or is it still up in the air? Oh, no, they, they they know the games. They're going to have the throwback jerseys for six games this year, starting in week three on Sunday night football against the Packers, which we're going to get into because one of the things Ooh. we're going to do today is roll through the Niners schedule and give some of our takes on each game. You know why you don't care about jerseys, Michelle? Because you're a Steelers fan and the Steelers have had an awesome jersey since the beginning of time. So you've never mm-hmm. had to look at your team in stupid terrible jerseys like the 49ers used to have in the early 2000s you don't have to deal with that you've always had the black and the yellow which look awesome one of the best jerseys in the whole sport I don't like the Steelers jerseys what I like I like our throwback jerseys those are really nice and our um, alternative ones or what are they called the the ones color with the rush. really yeah color rush the really bright yellow and the black that's really beautiful but I'm not a fan of our white jerseys at all like the I like the 49ers white jerseys way better with the red the Steelers white and gold is really ugly oh the white with the yellow I think it looks good but all in all trust me the Steelers have had good jerseys you go around the league you've seen some of the hideous remember the mustard Jaguars color rush jerseys oh my god. The old Browns jerseys, the Browns old colors were disgusting. Awful. Hideous. That's the thing. See, you never had to worry about any of that. The Bills old colors, least favorite uniforms of life. The old blue. Yes. And now they're great. I love the Bills jerseys. The Bills jerseys are fantastic. The Chargers have always had amazing jerseys. The Chargers have like 15 jerseys now. They are all fantastic. Uh, Before we get into the schedule thing, I did want to mention the 49ers were fined. Uh, they got fined, I believe it was like $100,000. And Kyle Shanahan got fined 50000 for having too much contact during OTAs. And this is the interesting thing. So the 49ers canceled minicamp this year. And they had a press conference. Kyle Shanahan said, yeah, we canceled minicamp because, you know, we got so many OTAs in and uh, we were good. And that's, you know, that's always something I wanted to do. Well, You may be shocked to hear this, Michelle. An NFL coach has lied to the media because we found out this week that the 49ers did not cancel minicamp. The NFL canceled the 49ers minicamp as part of the punishment for this. Not a huge deal. Certainly Kyle Shanahan could afford the 50K. I just thought it was interesting that, you know, so many people like to take these guys and these coaches at their word in these press conferences. And you clearly cannot do that. And it was just another case of that this week. A hundred percent. These coaches lie every year, all of the time. We just saw one out of Mike Tomlin as well. Uh, they were worried, you know, the the media was asking about David DeCastro and Mike Tomlin was like, if it was a serious injury, I would tell you. And then he's cut a week later. It's like, <laughs> they always lie. You can't take them for their word, especially like people will use them for fantasy football takes. And they're like, well, look, the coach likes him. He's going to see more touches. And if you're using that for fantasy football rankings and when you're drafting your guys, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. 
I have always said it from the time I got into this business. Do not judge these teams on what they say. Judge them on what they do. It's part of the reason why I like the draft so much, because they can sit and talk about this is a need, this isn't a need, yada, yada, yada. We're happy with this player. Well, let's see who they draft. Let's see who they take, because that'll tell you a lot more about what they really think about their team than anything they say in a press conference. Okay. We know the schedule is out, the 49ers schedule. Uh, We're going to run through it here, give you our thoughts on each of the game as we are in sort of the purgatory between training camp and uh, the rest of the offseason. Right out of the gates, Michelle, great news for the 49ers. You get the Detroit Lions. You get a new coach, the kneecap biter, Dan Campbell. (laughs) You get a new quarterback in Jared Goff. The 49ers love to see Jared Goff. They couldn't have asked for a better way to start the season. Oh, yeah. This is going to be an easy win for the 49ers, I believe. It is at Detroit, so it's a bit of a hike for the 49ers. It's going to be possibly Trey Lance's first start, maybe still Jimmy Garoppolo. Either way, I think they bring this one home. Now, I didn't want to say I'm going to write down our wins and losses and going to see what where we have them for the record. And then whoever loses at the end of the year has to eat something gross. And I actually came up with what you have to eat if oh, no. I win the win-loss. Uh I want you to eat a bowl of mayonnaise, just straight up. Oh, oh my God. You couldn't have picked a worse thing. Oh my God. I definitely have to be a big bowl, but a a normal size little bowl of, uh, we'll make it a cup of mayonnaise. Oh, that's even that is too much. Just thinking about it. Oh, oh God. You better get it right then. Okay, so this is the thing. I'm going to take people behind the scenes a little bit. You've wanted to run through the schedule for a couple of weeks now. I had no idea that the reason was because you concocted this this <laughs> bet, this plan, to get me to have to suck down a bunch of mayonnaise down my gullet. You're going to have to come up with something good for me if I lose. I was not planning on putting down my official 49ers prediction but I, all right, let, let's roll through it here. I agree with you. They should easily beat the Lions. I love getting new coaches early in the season. Even if there's not a ton of film on what they do, the simple fact of the matter is you're going to be a better coach later in the season because you're going to have more experience. So I'll take lack of film if I also get the inexperience that comes with it. If the 49ers cannot beat the Lions in week yeah. one with extra time <laughs> to prepare, the season is off the rails. Like, forget it. That's that's a huge sign of trouble. A hundred percent. They have no defense. They have the worst defense in the NFL. At least they did last year. They did very little to fix that. And if you can't stop Rashad Perriman and Tyrell Williams, then I, I don't even know uh, if there's any hope at all for the 49ers for the rest of the year. Yeah. And especially Jared Goff. Like, you dominated Jared Goff when he had Sean McVay as his head coach. Yeah, they're so familiar with Jared Goff already. It's not going to be new to them. So that's also just another perk there. And this could be totally unfair. I'm willing to admit it. But like when I see the comments and the stuff that Dan Campbell has said this offseason, like every time he says something else, he was like, what, he wanted to get like a trained tiger or a trained lion or something. And I'm just like, 49ers by a million in week one. And I know it's unfair and maybe he's just joking around, but I'm sorry. He just doesn't inspire a ton of confidence. All right, let's go to week two now. Also on the road, this one's in Philadelphia. And look, I'm tempted to be like, oh, the 49ers are going to win this game. But here's the simple truth. They should have beaten the Eagles last year, and they lost. Now, granted, they didn't have their starting quarterback. But nonetheless, it was a game that I thought the 49ers could clearly win, and they didn't. 
So I look at this game and I see Jalen Hurts, a quarterback for the Eagles, and I will admit that mobile quarterbacks have given the 49ers a little bit of trouble in the past. A hundred percent. That's exactly what I was going to say. I actually think Jalen Hurts takes a big step forward. The offensive line, I think, will be massively improved getting back three starters that are at least two of them are elite so you're getting back uh, Brandon Brooks, one of the best guards in the league, and then Lane Johnson, older but still one of the best tackles in the league. Has They have a great center. They're getting back a first-round tackle from a couple years ago that missed the whole season last year. So I do think the Eagles will be better. And then this is the second game in a row on the road. Do you think they go back to San Fran or they just stay out east? Because that's a lot of travel. Yeah, no, they are not going to do that. They, uh, I believe they're going to stay at the Greenbrier in West Virginia. It's something that they have done in the past. And even with Jim Harbaugh, the 49ers have had success generally when they stay on the East Coast between games. They did it last year when they played the Giants and the Jets back-to-back. So at least that helps mitigate the travel a little bit. Uh, the thing I, I worry about Jalen Hurts, he runs, man. He can run on the ground. He only completed 52% of his passes last year, which is hideously bad. So that's good. But I don't like running quarterbacks, Michelle, because even if I think you have a good scheme and everything lines up for you, you just can't account for that sort of improvisation. And even the best defenses can be carved up by a running quarterback. I think of the Legion of Boom in 2012. Colin Kaepernick couldn't really do anything against them except run, and it was enough to get the 49ers down the field. So I I still think San Francisco wins, but I don't think this is like a walk in the park like I think week one is going to be. I'm actually going to give them the loss here. I think Philly takes this one. Um, I I just do. I think the Eagles have a legitimate shot at winning the NFC East next year. I am actually really high on them. So I'm going to take, and they're going to win at like nine and eight. Like, don't get me wrong. They're not going to be like a 12-1 team, but winning that division does not take a whole lot um, as of late. So I'm going with the Eagles there. That brings us to week three. I mentioned it earlier. I think that week three is going to be one of the most fun regular season games in recent history for the 49ers. Just think of everything that lines up for this game, Michelle. First of all, it's on Sunday night football. It's the first time fans are going to be back in Levi's since 2019's NFC Championship game. And who did they play in that game? The same team they're going to see in week three, the Green Bay Packers. Nick Bosa is back. Potentially, it could be Trey Lance's first home start. They're wearing the 94 throwbacks where they've never lost in these jerseys. I think that the Packers are going to run into an absolute buzzsaw. Levi's is going to be electric. Even if they have Aaron Rodgers, I think Green Bay is in for a world of hurt. I'm taking the Niners to win this game, too. I think the focus there will be to shut down Devontae Adams, which is the focus for most defenses. I am a little bit worried about the 49ers secondary going into the season, but I do believe with all of the things that you just said, being the first home game, being a night game, wearing those jerseys, like the team is going to be so pumped up. And with them just coming off their loss from the Eagles, like I said, (laughs) I do believe they'll take this one. uh, They'll win even, it'll be a lot easier if it's not Aaron Rodgers, then I think it's a pretty easy win. But with Aaron Rodgers, I still think they'll pull this one out so I'm going to give them the win as well against the Packers I'm just pointing out that you're picking the Niners to lose against the hideous Philadelphia Eagles and beat the Green Bay Packers even with Aaron Rodgers it happens any given Sunday well that's true I I agree with that okay so week four now sees the 49ers stay at home 
It's the first matchup against the Seahawks. I don't love that their first game against the Seahawks comes after this big emotional game at Green Bay. I think that is a factor. Plus, it'll be, you know, a little bit of a short week because the 49ers are going to have played on Sunday night. Uh, The Seahawks games are always tough. Russell Wilson always gives the 49ers problems. This one is really a coin flip for me. What do you see in the Seattle game in week four? I think a big key is Chris Carson still being healthy because he does get banged up. Now, he doesn't miss a lot of time, but he gets banged up. So by week four, though, he should still be healthy. Russell Wilson, uh, you know, he, he's been trouble for Kyle Shanahan. I'm going to make, you know, split this one-to-one for the Seahawks, uh, Seattle, so or Seattle versus the 49ers. So I'll give them, I think, the loss on this one because of the high they're just coming off of the Packers game. Like, I think they're going to be so emotional after that win. I can see them losing this one, but I will have them winning in the next game against the Seahawks. So you, you're saying the Niners are going to win in Seattle and lose at home? Yeah, I am. You know, that happens sometimes. I feel like the best rivalries, I hate saying that word. It's one of my hardest words in life to say. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> but I, it happens in these in, divisional games where you win one away, you lose it at home. So I, I think that can happen. I really, yeah. If, I wish this game was at a different point in the schedule. I really do. Um, my initial thinking was that the 49ers would, would beat Seattle at home and lose against Seattle when they're in Seattle. Um, I will give the 49ers a loss in this one. I think that I, between Seattle and Green Bay, I don't think they're going to win both. So I'm maybe those are flip-flopped. I don't know, but I don't think they're going to win both. So I'll give them the loss in the Seattle game which moves us to week five, which is the last game before the 49ers bye week. They travel to Arizona, another team that the 49ers can beat, but it's never comfortable. I think the Cardinals secondary is so bad, like so incredibly bad that (laughs) I feel okay, even with them going to Arizona, that they'll pull this one out. They'll have to stop Kyler Murray and all those pieces on offense. But, you know, I don't know how involved Rondell Moore will be yet at this point in the season. He'll still be fresh, you know, a fresh rookie. And I do think he can be a factor later on. I don't, you know, I don't picture him being a very good fantasy asset. So that's not what I'm saying. But I do think he's going to be a good piece for an offense. So I'll still give them the win here with Arizona. Kyler Murray has given them struggles, but they've pulled out. Uh, most of the wins against him. So I'll stick with a win here for the 49ers. Kyler does give the 49ers problems. In fact, I think he's the only reason they even have a shot against the 49ers, frankly. Cliff Kingsbury does not impress me as a head coach. He never has. I don't think he knows a damn thing about defense. And I think that Kyler actually makes him look better than he is in terms of a coach in the NFL. Arizona did beat the 49ers last year in week one when everybody except Debo Samuel was healthy. So I don't want to completely discount them, but I don't necessarily think that the additions of J.J. Watt and A.J. Green are like going to be this massive you know, upgrade for Arizona. I do think their defense is good. I don't think it's going to be pretty, but I'll say that the 49ers are going to win that one, which takes us to the bye week. I have San Francisco at 4-1, and one, and you have San Francisco at 3-2. and two. Is that correct? That is correct. Week six by, which I hate, especially now that the season is uh, an extra week long. Uh, I think that's the earliest possible by that 
that uh, teams could have had. So that's not doing the Niners any favors. Okay, so we go to week six, and then the 49ers are home against Indianapolis. That is also a Sunday night football game. There is only one way to look at this game, Michelle. It's the North Dakota State Bowl, right? It's got to be Carson Wentz. It's got to be against Trey Lance. If Trey is not starting, he just has to, I think by rule, has to start this game against the only other quarterback in the NFL that's a starter that came from North Dakota State. I was going to say this could very likely be Trey Lance's first start after the bye week. Get him situated. It's a home game. It's a night game. That's pretty stressful for him if that would be his first start. And the Colts have a pretty solid defense. So it wouldn't be the best matchup for him. But their offense is very questionable right now. They don't really have too many great wide receivers there. T.Y. Hilton's getting old. We'll see what Michael Pittman uh, becomes. Paris Campbell's coming off a torn ACL. It's all about stopping Jonathan Taylor, right? Is, does Carson Wentz get better um, being with Frank Reich again? Uh, I, I don't know if he makes that improvement. I think he is at least a little bit better than what he was with uh, the Eagles last year. I think it's all about stopping Jonathan Taylor. Can they do it? And then can Trey Lance score on the Colts? I do love, I love quarterbacks in their first start because Teams don't have film on them yet. Like you saw it with Nick Mullins. He killed the the Raiders that game because it was his first start. So I'm giving the 49ers a win, and I'm hoping Trey Lance starts in this game. But I do think it'll be a tough one, a close game. I think the only scary thing about the Colts is their defense. Um, I don't love the offense. I think Carson Wentz will be better, but I don't really like any of the weapons in Indianapolis there. I, I do like Chris, Chris Ballard, excuse me, but I do feel like that's the one area where he kind of needs to step up uh, the, the football team is the weapons around. He kind of builds out from the line of scrimmage. I really hope it's Trey Lance. Mike Garofolo said that the 49ers are going to start Trey Lance when he's ready, regardless of what Jimmy Garoppolo is doing. And I agree with you, Michelle. I think that, look, if you can take five weeks plus the bye week like Trey Lance if he's not going to be ready at that point like when the hell would he be ready so I I completely agree that that could be his first start I think they like the idea of his first start coming at home I'm sure they probably don't love the fact that it would be prime time on Sunday night football but I mean you can't you can't worry about that you took this guy third overall in the draft you gave up all those picks to go get him like he's gonna have to play in prime time so if you think he's ready just start him and don't look back yeah, and I think a lot of it depends on their record, right? So I had him at three and two. Maybe see this is the biggest issue with going in with Jimmy Garoppolo. If they're at four and one, like you said, the team might not want to make that change, right? Like the yep. older vets on that team might be like, We're winning with Jimmy Garoppolo. Why would you change this? It's what happened in Miami last year. Ryan Fitzpatrick was winning and you know, they're really close to making the playoffs. They switched to Tua. Which Tua also still won games, but it, it felt like the team was very divided. I think that could be the issue here. Now, of course, if they're at three losses or something like that before the bye, it would become a lot easier to switch to Lance. But obviously, that's not something you want to root for as a fan. You want to win games. That's why I hate this whole thing. I don't like that there's this cloud over the team because they could very well be 4-1. and one, And Jimmy Garoppolo could not really be a big reason for that success. Kind of like in 2019 when he was just sort of along for the ride. But players are going to look and see, hey, he's leading us to victories. Like Trey Lance could, it's possible Trey Lance comes in, plays better than Jimmy Garoppolo was playing, and the 49ers still lose, especially when you consider some of the games on the schedule. But yet people will just point to the win-loss record. That's why I don't like having Jimmy on the roster. 
This There's a cloud that would hang over the team. You can't try and move in with the new girlfriend when the old girlfriend is still in the apartment. <laughs> it doesn't work. That is not a tolerable living situation. But hopefully that 49ers, at least from my perspective, have made the switch by then. Lance gets in. And against a good defense like the Colts, Trey's mobility could be a huge asset because the Colts can rush the passer, and I don't love Jimmy Garoppolo facing any sort of pass rush. That that would be a nice card for the 49ers to be able to play against the Colts. Um, man, I guess I will give them a win as well. I feel like I'm giving Five the 49ers too many Homer, wins here. Homer. It is an easy schedule, uh, but that brings us to the Week 8 game. Possibly one of my favorite games on the whole schedule because, Michelle, it could be Justin Fields against Trey Lance. The Niners are in Chicago. This is an early start game for them, 10 a.m. Pacific time against the Bears. Listen, if Justin Fields and Trey Lance is starting this game, I wish it could be moved to primetime. Is this a point yet where they can flex games in the primetime? Because that would be such a good one. Except I guess that would be two in a row for the 49ers. Uh I think if this is Andy Dalton, the 49ers easily win. But I can't imagine Andy Dalton has played well enough to still have his job at this point. That would be highly impressive. The the Chicago Bears defense kind of took a step back last year. But they're still hard, and it's in Chicago. Like That's just not an easy place to play. It's the end of October. It shouldn't be too cold yet, but still... If it's Justin Fields, I, I do lean the Bears with the 49ers coming off two wins. I, I think they would take a loss here uh, in Chicago. The Bears are not a bad team. They were a playoff yeah. team last year. Like I, I know that we would laugh at their quarterback situation until Justin Fields got there, but it's not like they're playing an expansion team here. Not at all. Um, I do think it's possible the 49ers could have a letdown, especially if they are. You know, I am 5-1. and one. Like They're going to be due for a little bit of a letdown. If it's Justin Fields especially, I think he's going to want to stick it to the 49ers. I really do. I think he thought he was going at number three in the draft. I I think that, don't forget, during the Justin Fields pro day, Kyle Shanahan and and Fields were having this like long, I think they had like a half-hour conversation on the field. They were chumming it up. I think Fields thought that he was going to be the pick. I think Fields thought he should have been the first quarterback picked in the draft. He, you know, he had to play uh, second fiddle to Trevor Lawrence when he was coming out of high school. He was the number two recruit in the country. Trevor Lawrence was number one. I think he wants to show everybody that he's the best quarterback in this draft class, and that starts against the 49ers in Week 8. I'll give the 49ers a loss here. Justin Fields has had some of his very best games playing against Trevor Lawrence. Like, he clearly puts that chip on his shoulder, and he plays... Uh, with some anger, and I think he'll have that same thing now that Trey Lance went before him, and well before him. I mean, nine full picks before him, and the 49ers had a clear path right there to take to take him, and they passed on him. So I do think, yeah, Justin Fields is going to be playing with a chip on his shoulder for sure. If Andy Dalton is still playing in this game, I'm not even going to watch it because I'm going to be so angry, so <laughs> angry at Matt Nagy and that whole Bears system and management. Ugh. I'll be interested to see. I would love it if Justin Fields came out and was like, yeah, I want to show everybody that they screwed up. 
Because if he does that and Lance is starting, I kind of want to see how Lance will respond to that. Like, maybe he's going to be like, oh, yeah, you think you should have been taken before me? Let me show you your place. You know, let me show you you should have been the third quarterback taken in the draft. Like, I, I don't know, like, who Trey Lance is as a guy personality-wise. And so, to me, if Fields came out and did that, it would give me a chance to see who Lance is, which, I, you know, I'm interested to find out. Yes. So now we've only been uh, different on one game so far. We have a very close record. Four and three, five and two for you. Uh, We are only different about the Eagles so far. We are through eight weeks of the 49ers season. It used to be the halfway point. Now there's an extra game, but we're still going to take our break here. And when we come back, we will get to the rest of the schedule, starting with another divisional game for the 49ers, the first of two, this one against the Cardinals. Working our way through the 49ers 2021 schedule here on Stats and Mags. Week 9, Michelle, 49ers back home after their trip to Chicago. Sunday against the Arizona Cardinals. How do you think this one goes? You know, this one's hard, especially if Trey Lance is starting at this point because the Cardinals, every day at practice, you know, has had has been playing against Kyler Murray. So they know how to defend a mobile quarterback. They've been doing it now for this will be their third season. It doesn't mean they're going to be good at it. And it is an, it's a away game for the Cardinals. It's a close one for me. Kyler Murray, like we've already brought up before, he does create trouble for Kyle Shanahan. Um, I don't think they're going to win both games against Arizona. So I am going to give them the loss here. It's close though. I can totally see your point. That makes total sense to me. I can't crush you for that. The Cardinals are going to come off playing Green Bay, but it's Thursday night football, so they're going to have a little extra time to prepare. Um, I think if the 49ers are going to go where they want to go this season and where a lot of people think they can, they have to beat the Cardinals twice because I think they're only, they'd be lucky to split against the Seahawks and the Rams. So if you're the 49ers, like you can't drop a game to the Cardinals. You can't have a game like you did in week one last year. You've got to come out and you've got to handle your business and drive them into the ground. You're supposed to be better than them. You're supposed to be a Super Bowl team. I don't want to see you have any trouble with the Arizona Cardinals. Stop it with that. You've got a big game coming up against the Rams in week 10. Handle your business. It'll be a good kind of litmus test for where the 49ers are as a team. I think the 49ers are going to do it. It's week nine, so I am once again going to give them yet another win. And I know I'm looking at the season through 49ers colored glasses. No, you're good. This one is really, really close. And maybe I should have switched it again because they're more likely, I guess, to win at home against them than away. But I really, I don't feel like the Cardinals have this strong home field advantage. That's why I, I do think the 49ers can take them earlier in the year. Like, no one's, like, scared to be like, ooh, I have to go to Arizona. Like, that's not really a worrisome place. Uh, so I, I could see this happening where they win in Arizona, but then, you know, you have this rookie quarterback come in and he just can't beat out Kyler Murray. But it'll be close. That brings us to week 10. It's the Niners' only Monday night football game of the season. It is home. It is against the Rams. And I actually like that they get to play the Rams later in the season because there'll be more film on Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay, which I think will be beneficial to the 49ers. They have owned the Rams recently. They haven't lost to the Rams in two years. But Jared Goff ain't walking through that door, Michelle. Matt Stafford is the guy. 
And to me, I have no problem saying I'm confident the 49ers will lose this game on Monday Night Football. You know what? I, I think they're going to win because, like you said, they don't lose to the Rams. And I do think Matthew Stafford is going to be better. But I think the defense is going to be worse. They lost a lot of key pieces in that secondary. And I yes, Matthew Stafford is a better quarterback, but he hasn't been a winner in his career. That's for sure. It's not his fault completely. Like he was on a garbage team. I get that. <laughs> but I do think the for the 49ers will be able to shut down the running game. Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson there. Like they don't scare me as much. Uh, and then they just have to worry about shutting down Matthew Stafford and those weapons. I could see the 49ers beating the Rams at home for this one. So I'm actually going to give them the win here and be the one that's a little bit more positive than you. Yeah, I, I mean, I've made no secret of the fact that I think the Rams are really good. Uh, I think they're going to be very, very tough to beat. You're right. They have lost. I think they lost three key defensive players this offseason. They're replacing their defensive coordinator again, which is never easy. Uh, but I just have a lot of faith in McVay has found a way to win double-digit games with Jared freaking Goff as their quarterback every year. Like, let's not discount that. For as much hemming and hawing as we do in San Francisco about the crap the 49ers have had at quarterback, it's not like Sean McVay has had that much better production, and he wins. So I'm going to give him the edge. Congratulations, Rams. You get the win. Next up is Week 11. This is another really interesting game. Again, Michelle, because of the quarterbacks, the 49ers will be in Jacksonville. Short week, East Coast game against Trevor Lawrence, the number one overall pick in the draft. The 49ers should win this game, but I don't like sort of those things adding up short week, early game. I don't love it. I don't think it's going to be pretty. And they have to travel again far. Like These are long trips. Like San Fran to Jacksonville, that's a long trip. It's going to be, at least it won't be as hot at the end of November in Jacksonville. It's so, like Jacksonville's such a random team right now. You have no idea how they're going to perform. Like you would think their defense is still going to be bad, but they've put a lot of effort into fixing that this offseason. You don't know how Trevor Lawrence will perform with Travis Etienne and Urban Meyer there. This is a wild card game. It really is. Like I'm going to give them the win because the Jaguars have been so bad for so long. But I would not be shocked if Jacksonville ended up being a, a decent team next year and pulled this out. If Trevor Lawrence plays like Justin Herbert, anything is possible in that game, yeah. especially when you consider the other factors. And we just don't know. I, most people, I think, would say he's probably going to be somewhat close to Justin Herbert because, you know, people think that that Lawrence is you know, once in a generation, as we seem to like. I feel like we say that every year, but <laughs> generational quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. But that's not a good spot for that Jacksonville game to fall if you're the 49ers. I'll give them the win. I don't love it, like I said, but... Yeah, you're right. It could go two very, very different ways. Week 12 is a rematch of the divisional playoff game in 2019 where the 49ers whooped the Vikings. Well, guess what? Minnesota is back in Levi's once again. Uh, Regular start time for the 49ers, sort of back in the routine, so to speak. I don't think Minnesota is bad. I always call Kirk Cousins the human sweater vest, but the dude is a good quarterback. Like I, People like to rip him. He always plays. He's never hurt. He throws for 30-plus touchdowns every year. This is not going to be easy for the Niners. And to me, it's another game where I think that they're better off with Trey Lance than Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback because of his mobility. Um, 
What do you think against the Niners and going up against Shanahan's first love there and Kirk Cousins? I think this is one of the easier games. Kirk Cousins doesn't scare me. Like you said, he's decent, but he like is very, very safe. And that's why his numbers are good. And, but they're not, they're not a winning team because he's not aggressive enough. He's just not. Uh, so all you have to do is worry about shutting down Dalvin Cook because, you know, Kirk Cousins just doesn't let it rip uh, when, when they need it to happen. The Vikings defense uh, was much worse last year than in recent years. Yes. I don't see that improving very much this year. So I, I do think, especially if Trey Lance is starting, like he'll run all over them. He'll make plays happen. And as long as the 49ers are healthy, they have all of their weapons to utilize in this game. I think this is one of the easier wins on the schedule. Wow. You really don't have faith in Kirk Cousins. Uh, I just I, the I, whole offense, like the whole team, I just don't have faith in. If Nick Bosa is back and any, you know, close to anything resembling the Nick Bosa we saw in his rookie year, that's obviously going to be a huge difference. If you get any sort of pass rush on Kirk Cousins, he is a massively, massively different quarterback. He's not a guy that's going to use his legs to hurt you in any real way. That's exactly what we saw in the playoff game in 2019. They just basically collapsed the pocket and suffocated him. He had one long play, was a touchdown pass, and pretty much the rest of the game, their offense just completely sputtered out. Uh, So I'll give the 49ers a win there. Um, But again, I don't think it's going to be easy, but they should win that game. And then we get to the the trouble spot, Michelle. (laughs) Week 13, 49ers going to Seattle. I don't know the name of their, the new name of their stadium, but whatever the hell they call it, it's a house of horrors. Lumen, there you go, great. For the 49ers, they usually do not play well there. Uh, I hate everything about this game. It's another Sunday night game. It's on NBC. I feel like they only play the Seahawks in prime time. Uh, I don't think the 49ers are winning this game, whether it's Lance, whether it's Garoppolo. There's just too much bad juju there. I know they won at the end of 2019, but they won by an inch. I mean, literally an inch separated these two teams. I'm going to give the Seahawks the win there as much as I hate to do it. Yeah, and I know I said I'd give the 49ers a win at Seattle. I'm not, oh, I'm not no. doing that. I can't do it. It is too hard of a place to win at. Uh, Russell Wilson does own Kyle Shanahan, and Russell Wilson's just too good. And I think at home with that crowd, um, it, especially with a rookie quarterback playing, I, I got to give Seattle the win there. It's too hard of a game. I think it'll be a great game. Uh, I I do think that uh, obviously this isn't this isn't you know earth shattering news, but like the way these division games go are going to determine so much about where the 49ers fall in the NFC. I mean, it's possible that they could sweep the division. I wouldn't be stunned by that. I don't think it's likely, but it's possible. But honestly, I think it's also possible that the 49ers could lose and get swept by the entire division. The way the the teams are so close together. Um, but I don't I don't think the 49ers are winning in Seattle. I really don't like that. I think the game against Minnesota would be physical, too, so the Niners would be coming off of that. And it, it just too much bad juju there. I would be pleasantly surprised, but I don't know. I don't love it. And it's also potentially Trey Lance's first game against Seattle, first game in that stadium with that noise, rookie quarterback. That's a lot uh, to expect from him, even if he was the third pick in the draft. Week 14 – Another road game for the 49ers, this time against Joe Burrow. Another early start. 
Uh, you would think by this point in the season, Burrow would be back and maybe, you know, have some confidence in the knee, kind of be over the mental hurdle that he's going to have to get through, you know, getting back in the flow of things early in the season. You would think he'd be into the flow, might have a nice chemistry with uh, Jamar Chase and some of the other receivers there in Cincinnati. What say you about this game? I could see this being a trap game. I, I This should be an easy win, right? The Bengals do not have a good defense. I cannot picture them having any better of a defense going into this year. Their offensive line, I think, is still going to be shaky. So the pass rush for the 49ers should be able to get to Joe Burrow and not allow him time uh, to find Jamar Chase deep and T. Higgins. Like They have a really good uh, group of wide receivers there. This is a long travel again. <laughs> A second away game as well, but you have to go all the way out to the east uh, to Ohio. It's going to be freezing December 12th. That is going to be a very, very, very cold game. It could be a trap game, but they should beat them. Like, there's no reason to lose to the Bengals. Uh, It's This is a hard one, uh, but I can't. Like, I want to be rooting for the 49ers in this game, especially as a Steelers fan. So I'm definitely going to give them the win here. Even though I think Burrow could give the 49ers trouble, they're going to be coming off the loss to Seattle. I don't think they're going to lose two straight games. I will give them the win against Cincinnati. Um, I think that Burrow could punish the 49ers secondary a little bit if he does have some time to throw, but I don't think he's going to be able to do that consistently enough. Uh, I don't even know if Zach Taylor is going to be the head coach in Cincinnati by that time. They may have a, a different coach. They may have pulled the plug on him already. Uh, but I'll give the 49ers the win in week 14. Okay, week 15. I don't know if it's just me. I feel like the 49ers play Atlanta every year in December, which I don't understand because they're not in the same division at all. But it seems like every year they do. And you know what? I'm giving the 49ers the loss again this year. Ooh. The Falcons beat the 49ers Super Bowl team in San Francisco. Like, they have, that was when a lot of their you know guys were healthy, like, I don't know what it is about this team. I know Julio Jones isn't there anymore. Matt Ryan is still a good quarterback, and I don't know why, but for some reason the damn Falcons always give the 49ers trouble. I think I'm taking Atlanta in this one. I think I feel pretty good about it. Yeah, I'm easily taking the 49ers here. The The Falcons' defense is so incredibly bad. Uh, they did very little to try to fix that this year. Uh, you know, Jimmy Ward came out, and he's talking crap uh, on his I social media. It about being able to stop any tight end in the league and no one's putting up 50 yards against him. So if he's able to shut down Kyle Pitts as a rookie, which he should be able to do if he's talking crap about everyone else, uh, if you know you shut down Kyle Pitts and then Matt Ryan only really has Calvin Ridley, I guess Russell Gage to, to target, they really don't have a run game. Like Be excited about Mike Davis if you want, but he's really not a very good runner, guys. <laughs> So uh, I I see no issues here with the 49ers stopping the Falcons. I love Jimmy Ward coming out and saying that. Good for you, Jimmy. Like, I like this makes it more interesting. I like that. I like when the players are invested as much as we are. Uh, if you didn't see it, there was basically like a, a tight end ranking list where Jimmy Ward was kind of like quoting it. And basically he said that the only tight end in the league he thinks that could gain 50 yards or more against him is George Kittle, which is fantastic because that's the one tight end he doesn't have to play. Uh, good for you, Jimmy Ward. Just please stay healthy long enough in the season to get to this game so we can actually see that matchup because that's the only issue that he's had. Um, all right, so we have three more games to go. Next up for the 49ers in Week 16 is a road game in Tennessee. This is Thursday night football, so it's going to be a short week for the Niners. Tennessee, their defense isn't great, 
They are a physical team. Derrick Henry obviously is incredibly physical. You know he's going to get the ball a ton. They're going to try and pound the 49ers defense into submission. Ryan Tannehill has been really good for the Titans. What do you think about Tennessee and San Francisco on Thursday night? The biggest key here is stopping Derrick Henry, because if you stop Derrick Henry, then the whole team falls apart. Now, we have not seen them yet with having a second really good wide receiver, but will Julio Jones still be alive at this point? Because he gets banged up a lot. Doesn't miss a lot of time either before last season, but he's always banged up. Is he fully healthy at this point? I think it's going to be really hard to stop them if it's Julio Jones and A.J. Brown together. Because even if you start to stop Derrick Henry at that point, it's like, okay, we'll just use our other two monsters on our offense. Their defense is so bad, though. But with the addition of Bud Dupree, maybe they're a little bit better. This is a hard game. This is a hard one. It's at Tennessee. Since it's at Tennessee, I think I'm going to give the Titans a win here. People sleep on, on Ryan Tannehill. He has 66 combined touchdowns in the last 26 games he started. That so is efficient. insane. Like, that's just not like, oh, he's done a good job with Derrick Henry. Like, that's incredible. That's really, really good. I don't even know that Patrick Mahomes can say that, to be honest with you. Uh, I do think it's it's a game that's going to give the Niners trouble. Um, they have had some trouble with the run and stopping the run. Obviously, they'll see a heavy dose of that in Tennessee. I Yeah, I kind of agree with you. I could see Tennessee winning this game. I'll give the 49ers a loss, which for me would be their second straight loss. That's always concerning as a fan base. And so as we roll into week 17, which is usually the final week of the season, let's see. I have the 49ers with one, two, three, four, five, six losses. And you have the 49ers with one, two, three, four, five, six losses as well. Is that correct? Yeah, we're both at nine and six. But luckily for them, they have a pretty nice week 17. (laughs) This could be exactly what the 49ers need. It's a home game. They come back home. Long week, kind of the mini bye week right at the end of the season. And who strolls into town? The Houston Texans. And if I had to bet a significant amount of money right now, I would say that Deshaun Watson is not the quarterback for Houston in that game. And if Deshaun Watson is not there, I will say the Houston Texans do not have a chance in hell of beating the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> yeah, I'm so with you there. They're, it, this isn't even a game we really have to talk about at all. If the 49ers can't win this one when they're trying to make the playoffs, then they just really don't deserve it. This team has nobody. They have no star power whatsoever. Easy, easy, easy win. You know, in, in the NFL world, sometimes that's a trap game, but this cannot be one. It, it's easily the 49ers. Especially if, in my scenario, the 49ers are coming off two straight losses. There's no way they're losing to Houston. If you take away Deshaun Watson, who is the Houston Texans star player? Like, I don't even know. Brandon Cooks. That's it. That's literally the star player. Yeah, that's the best one they have. David Johnson, who's nothing anymore, really. Yeah. That's ugly. It is going to be a long year for the Houston Texans. So, all right, then. I feel bad. That is the final regular season home game for the 49ers. They will close out Levi's in style, I believe. Week 18, San Francisco is on the road against the Rams. First of all, I don't think there's any way this game is not played in prime time. Like, they're going to play it for sure, I think, under the lights. It's the Niners. It's the Rams. The division could possibly be on the line. We don't know. It's a huge test for San Francisco. Everything they want could be on the line in this game. I, I don't. I haven't even decided which way I'm going yet, Michelle. Where do you think it's going to go? 
I think right now there's so much in the air about week 18, right? Like we, we've yet to see a week 18 in the regular season. You think the Rams are going to be in an incredible team this year. Like you think they're going to be well above average. So at that point, are they even playing their starters or are they resting for the playoffs? Uh, you know, do the 49ers already have their seed locked in at 10 and six? You should be making the playoffs here with seven teams making it. Maybe they have no shot at winning the division. They could be sitting there, guys, as well. It's very questionable. So I guess we just have to go off of if all their starters are playing because that's all we know so far at the Rams. And if it was coming down to the division, I think the experience of Matthew Stafford would win out over a rookie of Trey Lance. I think that's where I would give them the edge. So you're going to give the Rams the win, potentially a winner-take-all game in the division. See, I was going to say that maybe the 49ers would be like the more experienced team overall, but you're right. The Rams have played in plenty of big games. They have double-digit win seasons, I think, almost all years except one against Sean McVay. That'll be a test for Stafford, too, because you've brought up, and a lot of people have brought up, like, hey, this guy is not a winning quarterback He hasn't had success with the Lions. He hasn't had playoff success. And they're, you know, if the Rams are going to be the team that people think they're going to be, and I think they're going to be, he's going to have to change that narrative. That's the perfect opportunity for him to do it. Man, what a potential, like, kind of, I don't want to say legacy, but storyline game this could be. If Lance has been starting and the 49ers are right, you know, in the thick of it in terms of the division, maybe the wild card in the NFC, and here's Trey Lance, this rookie, with a chance to go out and cement the 49ers into the playoffs in his first year. Like, that's these games are going to be so fun for the 49ers if Trey Lance is starting. There's going to be so much more intrigue to every single <laughs> game. I, I, oh, man. I don't Where know. Where are you going? What side? My heart wants to say that the 49ers find a way to gut it out, but, you know, I think that regardless of who San Francisco starts at quarterback, I think the Rams will have the better one. I think I have to give the edge to L.A. in this game. They're at home, so I'll give the 49ers the loss. Boy, that would be disappointing, which would mean that I would have the 49ers at 10-7, and and so would you, correct? Yep, yep. So with our bet, it will have to be who has the most correct games because we have different games of wins and losses in here, who they're losing to, who they're winning to. So I have it all written down. Don't you worry. I'll share it with you to make sure I'm not cheating as we get into mm-hmm. the season. But I feel like you went uh, kind of you were kind of a big baby there with that week 18 game. I think the mayonnaise was starting to get in your head. I oh, cannot it's... believe you did not choose the 49ers to beat out the Rams there in week 18. Such a big game. The mayonnaise is definitely living in my head rent-free right now. I cannot – it's weird because I I do like mayonnaise. I put it on sandwiches, but, like, only, like, a certain amount. And once you get past yeah. that amount, it's, like, the most disgusting thing in the world to me. Like, if you said you would give me a million bucks for eating a bowl of mayonnaise, I would just hand the bowl back to you. Like I would, And I wouldn't even <laughs> think twice about it. Like, I wouldn't even be mad. I would be grateful that I didn't have to eat that damn thing. That is hideous to me. And I, I got to come up with something for you. I, I might have to bring your wife into this. I might have to get some some intel on you from Kate and see. I'm like, telling you, I like all foods. But like, I think like when you bring up the mayonnaise, everyone loves mayonnaise, right? Like you got to be, you got to love mayonnaise, but you don't, you don't want to eat a bowl of it because that's just disgusting. So you might have to think of something like that. Like what's something really gross if you have too much of it? But I'm not going to give you any hints. I'll find out. By the way, I'm just looking at the schedule. I have the 49ers losing four of their last six games. 
which would be Uh-oh. a hideous That's way to end the season. That would not help Kyle Shanahan out at all if they're coming down the stretch and they lose four of their last six. Now, granted, he would still be a 10-7 and seven season, which is obviously good, but that I think most 49er fans would be extremely disappointed if they lose four out of their last six to go 10-7. and seven. Yes, if they lose four of the last six, that's not going to be good, and especially if Jimmy Garoppolo was four and one to start before the bye, and right. then they take out. It might it might not even be Trey Lance's fault whatsoever that they're losing, uh, but you know, towards the end of the schedule, there it just becomes harder. The team, the locker room, might be upset. That is a whole other side to this season. There's the team record and the performance, but there's also the whole timing of the quarterback situation. Heck, Michelle, we could even see Jimmy Garoppolo start early in the year and then get traded halfway through the season, which would be another yeah. thing if the 49ers were to have a winning record. And then they ship Jimmy out of town and people would be screaming, how did you get rid of this guy? <laughs> All he was doing was winning. A hundred percent. That's going to be a whole other issue and a headache. But hopefully they make the correct decision throughout this offseason. Maybe they ship him out before the season even starts just to make sure they do not have that locker room headache. It would just be a brilliant decision to make, I feel like. It's just part of the reason, again, where I am just scratching off the days to get through July so we get to training camp because so much of our questions, I think, will be answered. And the 49ers' questions, frankly, they've brought it up multiple times. They want to see where Lance is when he comes back for training camp. If he comes out in camp and he's looking really good and the players are seeing him every day in practice lighted up and the coaches are seeing it, He's going to get the starting job. And so a lot of these things may be solved by the time we get to the start of the regular season, but I just can't wait. And I hate, I hate guys and and women tweeting out, oh, uh, it's practice and Jimmy Garoppolo went three of five. I I don't like practice box scores. I really, really don't. But I'm not going to lie. I'm going to eat it up this year. I'm going to be (laughs) hyper focused. Like if there was some way I could get film, I would watch every single snap because that's just how like crazy about it and locked in I am. And those highlights from practice are going to be something that everyone is going to be so excited about when they see Trey Lance roll out and like throw a bomb to Brandon Ayuk or Devo Samuel. You know that's going to be the story of the day on Twitter. Everyone's going to be so excited. Oh, yeah. I mean, and that first preseason game is going to be incredible because you know when Lance gets in there like, It doesn't even matter what Jimmy Garoppolo does. Even if Jimmy plays well, if Lance gets in there and like breaks off a 40 yard run or throws like a long bomb, that's going to be the story of the game. So like the season is going to, it's not going to be like a slow start to the year for the 49ers. It's going to be high focus, high microscope from the second they get into training camp. We're only a month away. Not even Uh a month away from training camp starting, getting some news. Very excited. Football season's almost upon us. It is almost here, and we cannot wait to share it with you. We're going to try and do a bunch of cool things this season. I don't know. Are you a video gamer, Michelle? Um, I like, I'll play Madden sometimes, but no, I'm not a big video gamer. Because there's discussion of potentially doing a Niners Nation Madden public franchise where people can join in and play against us. I don't know. Are you a PlayStation or are you an Xbox gamer? I'm a PlayStation. Oh, for sure. boo. 
Your Xbox? No. Yeah. We use actually our PlayStation every single day. That's how we like watch our TV. Like that's where we have all of our apps. But yeah, we don't. I haven't played Madden for like a year, but I hear that the new one has a cool franchise mode that's like way better, which I do love me some franchise mode. So I might have to try it out. Yes, it is supposed to be way better uh, for the SB Nation NFL show. I am working on getting one of the developers of that franchise mode on the show because I have a lot of questions for him. I have not been a fan of the franchise mode recently, so I'm going to grill whoever they give us uh, to find out what's coming up for this year's game. That's going to do it for this edition of the show. We appreciate you listening. Again, follow the Niners Nation Podcast Network. Subscribe. Leave us a five-star rating. We really do appreciate it. Michelle is actually going to be on vacation next week, so we, I will miss you. We will all miss you, Michelle. I hope you enjoy it. Are you, uh, are you going to Vegas? Are you going to – what are you doing? I'm just going home. I'm going to my parents' house. My sister is going to be in town with her kids, so it should be nice to see my whole family. We don't get to do it often to be all together because we all live in separate parts of the country, but it, will be a, it should be a fun time. Well, enjoy it. We will miss you. And when you come back, we will be that much closer to the start of this whole circus. So uh, we will talk to you. Stats and Mags will be back in two weeks, hoping to line up a kind of a fun guest for next Friday. So we'll see. I don't want to spoil it yet, so I'm not going to reveal it. But uh, enjoy your 4th of July, everyone. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye, y'all.